0: Did we lose Glenn? Oh, maybe. Nope, I'm good.
1: Welcome to the Circuit Clouts podcast, the official podcast of United League Baseball, fine purveyors of fake baseball since 1951 or 2003. We're here today. This is a special occasion. It is our 20th episode. And our special guest today is Eric Clemens, the GM of the West Division champion Seattle Rainiers. Eric say hello what's up boys and as usual we have the gm of the st louis maroons glenn reed is with us today hi guys uh this episode is going to be devoted to the seattle rainiers and we're going to be talking with eric about his his recipe for success with seattle in recent years um we thought we would start with a little like your biography we know that you're an, an md oh by the way thank you for your uh COVID vaccine uh, advice that was that was very helpful
0: yeah, that's a that's a real key there. That 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 uh, little ibuprofen then really pays off. Uh, uh, my mic was muted, so you couldn't hear me uh, laughing at uh, your your saying recipe for success after my uh, decade long uh, disaster of
1: GM- GMing, But uh, appreciated it nonetheless. Dude,
2: my mic was muted too. I was dying over here.
1: All right. Okay. Everybody, settle down now. Uh, let's see. Uh, Actually, it's more than a decade. I, I'm looking at your record here. Uh, this is your 17th season, and I count. Let's see, one, two, three, four, four winning seasons out of 17. So, yeah, that's a that's a real recipe for success there.
2: <laughs> you're um, trending you're in the tre- right direction. Come on, bro. Come Give, on, yourself bro. Give yourself some
1: credit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's the season just started off uh, as it is a real disaster so far. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll we'll definitely get to that because uh, the, obviously the season has started off a very uh, kind of a bizarro sim the first couple of the first few weeks of the season. But uh, if you could start, Eric, tell us a little bit about yourself. We know that you're uh, you're an MD. So um, and I know I know. So we, we we've heard about your, uh, your your daughters in the college search process and all that. So uh, and also, I remember you said that, like, isn't your mom from Saskatchewan or Manitoba or something like that? So, yeah yeah. so uh, i'm originally from arkansas that's where i grew up
0: went to undergraduate at the razorback fan a hog and then i went to medical school at the university of tennessee uh, which the medical school portion uh, undergraduate and all that is in knoxville but the medical school portion is in memphis that's where i met my wife who is also a physician and then i did my residency in west virginia And then I did my uh, fellowship in sleep medicine at the uh, University of Michigan uh, in Ann Arbor. We stayed there for a couple of years uh, and I was uh, faculty. And then uh, it was snowing in April. And my wife said that we were leaving, or she was leaving and I could come along if I wanted to. So uh, then uh, we moved to the Charlotte area in 2006, I think. Uh, and then I've been here in Charlotte ever since then. And so, I, I think I've said at various points along the way, uh, I I actually didn't really grow up a baseball fan, I, I was mostly a football fan, but I, you know, I played like uh, little league and stuff like that, but I was never a huge baseball fan. When I went to medical school, my roommate in medical school was a baseball fan and actually had, played uh, fantasy baseball for a long time so uh, I ended up being in a fantasy baseball league uh, and that's kind of what initially got me interested in baseball that was like two it was 1999 Uh, and also my wife's a bit of a sports fan so that's kind of where baseball uh, took off and so that was kind of my entry into fake baseball in general Uh, and I picked up I don't know I picked up out of the park along the way somewhere my first one was out of the park four so i'm not exactly sure what year that was and then i played in actually i don't know three or four leagues uh for a while uh you know various uh out of the park leagues uh with actually a lot more success than i've had uh, over here in the united league but um uh, in the midst of that is when i picked up the united league and then uh, it's actually kind of uh the slow and steady paces paid off uh, uh through the years uh, you know because I was able to keep up with it uh and then of course it went away and then when it came back I was able to to rejoin also let's see my daughter uh, I t- spoke to a couple people about that my daughter uh is just finished the college uh, search this year uh she's going to be going to Xavier which is in Cincinnati Her uh, area of interest is actually musical theater, which so that's like a whole entirely different world uh, for me with my science background. So that was interesting to figure all that out. And uh, you have to do auditions and songs and all this other kind of uh, artsy stuff that was not very familiar to me. So that's all been very interesting. Uh, And then uh, her final two schools came down to uh, Xavier and American, uh, which is in DC. My mom's actually Canadian. So uh, she moved back to Canada, I don't know, seven, eight years ago now, Uh, and she lives uh, in Manitoba uh, in a, like, seven-hour drive north of Winnipeg.
2: I so badly wanted to break into your Arkansas story with a suey pig, but I couldn't do it so I was on mute.
1: (laughs) Ooh,
2: okay. so, <laughs> there you go, so dude, my whole family. Um, so I'm uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas, and uh, just right across the border, like Muskogee.
0: That's all right. When I was there, actually, uh, is when we were good at our one of the times we were good at basketball. So uh, when I was a junior is when we won the national championship. So that was uh, that was awesome. And when I was a senior, we went back and lost in the finals.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, 40 Minutes of Hell, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, with Nolan Richardson. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, dude. Those guys are awesome. That was great to watch, bro. So right on, man. That's good stuff. Sorry, I was supposed to ask, why is GM Eric Clemens so good-looking? Oh, no, wait, so handsome. I don't know where the hell that came from. Does anybody know what that's about? That was mine. That was
1: my own question.
2: (laughs) That's brilliant. I was like, who set these up?
1: So let's get into the let's get into the fake baseball stuff. So you already mentioned a little bit of your background of uh, when you, you you started in some other leagues and then you, you got into the United League. Looking back and totally, it uh, looks like you joined us in 1966. You were the second GM of the Dallas Texans, and by the way, in real in real years that was 2008. So 13 years of real life and. 17 seasons of, of fake baseball. Do you want to talk a little bit about the first, the, before we get to last year, the, you know, the, the miracle year of 1981, do you want to talk a little bit about the first 15 years? Uh, no, no, thank you. Okay. Moving <laughs> on then. Let's, let's <laughs> talk about, dude, talk about... Dude,
2: <laughs> dude, I <have> <laughs> dude, I have a question. I have a question about that uh, because, because something has changed. Like I used, I remember I've done this frigging ratings count for 20 years. I, I used to always say, this guy is based on pure power pitching. His whole philosophy, his whole game is around power pitching. And and, and now you're just like, Yeah, who needs pitching? I'm just going all in on offense. So clearly something has changed, right?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, what, what I was doing wasn't working. <laughs> so, you know, uh, initially, just to back up a bit, so initially when I picked up the Texans, uh, they were, at least as I recall, they were, they were pretty poor shape to start with. So I was looking at a, a, long, a you know, uh, what I thought would be a long rebuild, but not necessarily <laughs> this long rebuild. So my initial thought was to do like a so, slow and steady build where I picked uh, pitch and, and, you know, traditionally I've been a pitching team uh, and believed in pitching. So my game plan was to you know more or less take the top pitcher i could every year in the draft Uh, and there were a few exceptions like uh one year i got Carew because Carew was there so um but some you know again in retrospect some years i probably reached on some of the pitching and but my my initial game plan was you know starting pitching was in short supply let's stockpile some pitchers when the time comes then i can go out and get some hitters uh and you know kind of see where that goes so and then ultimately some pitchers didn't develop some pitchers i gave up on too soon and traded i had a hard time finding any power along the way so i ended up just being like a, a, a starting a power pitching uh just because i I Like that I find it interesting a power pitching team and then a a contact hitting get on base sort of team but I just couldn't ever quite Get it together and then I got the the best season I had prior to last season was the year right before the uh, long hiatus when I got second in the division so when we came back, I was like, well, I'm not sure exactly where I was, but I think I figured this out because I'd got to second. And then I realized uh, my team was terrible. So I'm not exactly sure <laughs> how I got to second then. But uh, the thing that stood out to me the most when I came back was, or you know, when we rebooted the league essentially is that apparently I had no idea of how the finances of the league worked or I just wasn't paying attention.
2: That's kind of important in this league, bro. Yeah. <laughs> forgive me. Forgive me for laughing. But that is like this isn't really even a baseball league, dude. It's it's like a financial module that you have to solve. I'm sorry. Dude, sorry. No,
0: that's all right. That's yeah. That's what I figured out when I came back. I'm like, you know, because I think my mindset was I'm a small market team. I'm trying to rebuild. I'm just gonna draft these guys. I'm gonna hold on to them. They're gonna develop. And then, so when we come back, I'm like, I've got all these guys making like two and a half million dollars and they're in AAA not doing anything. And uh, we're terrible. So like, nobody's coming to the stadium. My fan, uh, uh, you know, rating is like 63 is terrible. I can't hire anybody. Cause all my money's in these terrible guys. So I just cut a bunch of people that weren't really producing and that I had, you know, holdovers from whenever. Uh, You you may not even remember, like one year I traded a draft, a first round draft pick for like, I don't know, just some money (laughs) just because I couldn't afford them. And, uh, you know, just kind of retooled the finances of the team, which was really my first priority when we came back. Uh, And then that allowed me to, it really took, uh, a few years to get that sorted out, or a few seasons. And then, you know, I was at a point where, again, you know, I got to a point where I was basically stuck, I thought. I was kind of like average, but I couldn't really get get going. And, uh, again, my uh, cap was going down every year because we were, weren't winning enough games. And so I figured I had to do something to kind of mix it up my starting pitching was starting to get a little bit old. And so anyway, that was kind of the, the transition from, all right, well, what I'm doing clearly isn't working. I'm either going to have to rebuild again, so to speak, or I'm going to have to make some moves to try to get things you know, moving.
1: Was there a turning point when you thought, like, okay, I'm in contention this year? Uh, like you said, you had a string of... You had a string, kind of fourth and fifth place finishes, and then last year you won uh, what, almost twenty more games. You shot from seventy five wins to ninety three, won the division. Was there a point when you realized, hey, this is this is for real, I'm in contention now, like, um, started making some moves, or was that just a function of like you got Tory last year, right? That was was, was that the big what was that the goal of, of getting Tory was like make a run for the pennant or or was or was the or was last year's playoff success more of a more of a surprise?
0: Well, I mean, I didn't realize I was in it until, like, the last day because, uh, of course, as you remember, it came <laughs> basically came down like the last couple of games, uh, and then I, I snuck in there uh, as part of the Chicago collapse last year. But the thing that was really the precipitant, I think, for me to start thinking about trying to make a run last year was – LA was rebuilding. And so I did not, and, and to Peter's credit, I mean, he's done really a great job with them, particularly in the last you know two seasons. I thought they were gonna be down for longer than they have been. I did not think he would be able to rebuild quite so quickly. So I thought, hey, this is a good opportunity for me to try to make a move because uh, again, I just needed to be in the top two in the division uh, with the playoff structure at that time. So I thought, well, LA is going to be down. I've got some pieces here. Let's let's try to get something going on. So what what actually happened is I shopped uh, JR Richard um, because he again, I just needed to you know do something with him or, or, or move on. He was starting to get a little bit not a a little bit older but also his contract was going to be up soon and uh, you know at the time i think my my uh cab was like 66 million or something uh, which is which was tough to to be with so uh, i didn't think i was going to have the money to really re-sign him so i shopped him to see what i uh, you know see what was out there and actually eric is the one that uh Manhattan, Eric, uh, I believe he's the one that brought up Tory. Uh, I assume that he was already starting to think that he was going to have to make some moves, and uh, Tory was making, you know, 13 million or 12 million or whatever. So uh, it worked out that, you know, essentially I was getting rid of Richard. I didn't think I was going to be able to invest in long term. I could make a move with Tory. Um, who I thought at the minimum, uh, I mean, basically I was like, well, this will at least be fun. This will be interesting to see what happens, right? I, I felt like for the last couple seasons, even though we were really not good, that I was that, um, you know, prime slugger away from really being able to compete. So uh, I went ahead and did that deal also got uh, uh, Carlton back in that deal to basically take Richard's spot in the rotation uh, and I, th- I thought I'd get two years out of Carlton looks like maybe it's just going to be one but um, basically my thought was I'm going to you know take this run at Torrey. he uh, I-, I think he'll have a good year let's put him right in the heart of the order let's see what happens are you
1: there Glenn? Maybe he's gone. <laughs> okay, we might have lost uh, him. On uh,
2: my end, it looks like I'm going. Do you guys have me? No. Yeah, you're back. Yeah, you're back. So that's weird. So basically, I think there's like some dead time. So again, it's like super hard for me to be able to like engage with it as it goes because uh, I think it's like some kind of a lag or something. Okay. Anyway. So okay. So with respect to your team. Okay. So back to the what was the topic? The topic was. Your team last year so so dude, last year, I feel like everybody had a career year, uh maybe not everybody that actually it's probably not fair to say everybody had a career year yeah but certainly, but certainly the, the, I mean molitor right Molitor had his best year, Candelaria had his best year, so
0: it was really the, candy the, candy the, candy had a had a great yeah a break. yeah did
2: he win the Cy? he won the Cy young right right
0: yeah, he won the cy young and malter really had a, a great year as well but he's had some good years but candy really really broke out. that's also valentine and uh bobby Ayala. bobby ayala uh really benefited uh also from having Tori in the lineup and they both kind of came together uh power numbers but yeah i mean you know candelaria is a super interesting uh player in that he, his ratings are seven four ten so you, when i uh i looked the other day actually and there's like five or six people in the whole league uh i think maybe six others that have a four movement rating and none of them are playing they're either like on their you know they're 40 and they're on their way out or they're they just haven't developed yet so he's the uh he's the odd one of the bunch the other thing that's really interesting so all those years i was rebuilding and uh you know I had uh simpson and richards and uh, caveman robinson and bob walk and uh the count monte fusco and uh i had a couple other good pitchers in there and you know i was constantly getting uh hit up for trade offers on all those people the only one nobody's ever asked me about is candelaria i don't think anybody's ever inquired about him and i assume it's because everybody gets scared of his movement rating um it's it's super interesting so last year he uh, as we're saying he won the cy young he was 17 and 4 with a 2.30 era uh, 206 strikeouts his whip was less than one his uh, war was uh, 6.1 but also his home run uh, per nine was one so uh, i don't know where everybody was there but i can definitely tell you that was one of the better on my team despite his four movement rating he performed as you know as well as if not better than some of my guys with much better movement ratings but i think it's because his his other his stuff and his control are so good i think he's able to overcome it but i think he's going to be one of those guys who's going to be really good and then uh, once he starts to not be good he's going to be really not good
2: the thing about candy man, like okay, so you said there's only like five guys or whatever with four movement. there are as far as I know, literally zero guys with seventeen in the whip categories. so if you if you take stuff and 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 walks together, stuff and control together, so the guy I mean he's utterly amazing is in a league of one. In, in the in, whip categories, category. so no one, so his whip is one, and then or below one, and then as you say, if you're only going to give up one home run per nine, I mean that's a recipe for success. That's a recipe for winning the Cy Young, right? But yeah, um, he's but, a he's um, a huge outlier. So I think you're right. I think actually, I think control might bleed over into movement because if you just think about maybe where you put it, matters with respect to giving up haters right so i think i think control might bleed over in the movement so maybe you get a little bit of he gets a little bit uh some help on his fore movement there
0: i think it's definitely scared people off but in the last you know several seasons his home run has been 1.3 1.4 and then
2: last year was one this year's 1.1 home run per nine so dude but the thing i wanted to talk about was okay well there's there's a couple things so one is you mentioned a lot of things there one is like your 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 move for pitching to hitting or, or um, how you had all these great starters. Like it's a ridiculous roll call of starters you had. <clears throat> but then also, again, along with that, you've never had very good defense. And so, again, I remember doing these reviews in the past where I would say, oh, well, this guy, he has bad defense, but who cares because he strikes out the most guys in the league, right? But now that you're not like the number one strikeout team or the very best uh, again outside of Candelaria, again we've established he's like a, a whip master but but the rest of your guys aren't really big strikeout guys. They aren't really big control guys. So so that maybe that uh maybe that the poor defense is finally catching up to you here, right? I mean, because I one of the ways to think about the start to the season, I mean one way you could think about it is it's just it's just BS, right? It's just it's just one random one off. But if you look at the teams that are outperforming in air quotes, they're all really good defensive teams. And then if you look at the teams that are performing poorly underperforming, they're actually poor defensive teams. Seattle's the worst defensive team where you're underperforming the most. LA is not a very good defensive team. They're underperforming, right? So so there could be something to the defense angle. So I wonder if like A you thought about the defense bit and B, you know, again, did that move away from power pitching maybe unintentionally hurt you? Because now you are more reliant on the gloves in the field.
0: Yeah, I mean that's definitely possible. Potentially, again, it wasn't. I mean, ideally, I wasn't. uh, I had to get rid of more pitching than I'd hoped for uh, in the uh, in the C Rob deal. So, you know, I felt like I had to make that happen. But my defense is not terrible, except for my entire infield. But I've got Malter. He's got to play. I've got C Rob. He's got to play. Uh, My shortstop is good defensively. uh, And my first baseman is okay. Um, You know, my outfield is Ayala, who's like a seven maybe. And Valentine's actually good defensively, nine. Uh, He's quite good. The question I think has been, uh, you know, I've definitely downgraded the defense with benching Coggins and playing Griffey so that i think that's the question um and i may i may uh, move coggins back we'll see i'm i was trying to experiment with uh putting griffey in the lineup and uh just bringing coggins in um for defensive replacement but what's interesting is my defense i think is not worse than i anticipated uh, in my pitching i'm like middle of the pack to slightly below middle of the pack. The problem is actually the offense is like, I'm like 11th or something, 10th or 11th in the league in offense. So I think that's actually where we're underperforming. Um, And then we just can't withstand that because, yeah, the pitching and defense is not great.
1: Yeah, your team batting average is um, 270 right now, which is um, last year you were at, Two eighty three, so yeah, the offense is definitely. But I, I feel like that's feel just like that's um, just um, uh, a, a matter of regressing to the mean, right? Like I think you have some hitters who just kind of off to a cold start, but um, eventually they recover. I mean, C Rob's only at um, two seventy three, so he's down about sixty points of what he should be, um, and he's still at a nine contact, so he's clearly. Uh, underperforming Molitor won the batting title last year at 358. He's down 80, full 80 points to 278. So might be a little bit of what Glenn was saying is that you know like everyone kind of had peaked last year. Maybe this is there's a bit of a valley after that. Um, but uh, you know once they once they start hitting the way they should, that offense should come should come back. T- there's no way that Seattle's going to finish 11th in, in runs scored. You know by the time we're at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, that's that's the big uh, you know that batting average isn't off that much you know our OBP's not off that much but we're just not getting the runs um, so I'm hoping that that will 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 come back uh, to the mean but uh, uh, mostly I've been just tweaking the lineup so far and trying to uh, you know rearrange the the chairs on the Titanic and see how that goes but I'm I'm hoping the tweaking the lineup will do something if not I'm gonna um, the next experiment is to put Coggins back.
1: Yeah, just a quick word on your on your outfield. You've got um, Ayala in left. He had 110 RBIs last year. Valentine in right had 100 RBIs. So there's literally no space on the corners of the outfield. So there's no place for Griffey to go, right, other than center field. So he's he's a four. Um, he, he is doing well for you offensively. He's hitting 340 this year. So, it, it, like, Griffey might be having—he's kind of on pace for a career year, actually. If you look at his look at his, uh, look at his OBP and his and his batting, but um, but if nothing else, you've got some insurance there, right? If you've got two two better than average, um, arguably like top quarter of the league center fielders.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I've, Coggins is, is definitely uh, uh, great defensively. But yeah, that that's the, you know, Griffey was basically my fourth outfielder last year and I played Coggins. But I really wanted to, to try to go, uh, you know, I figured if I was going to try to score some runs this year, I
2: was going to try to go all in and see how it went. So one of the things I, I kind of I monitor over the course of the season is the difference between OPS rank and runs scored rank. And you have one of the biggest divergences. So your OPS rank is seventh, but your runs scored is 11th. So whereas like if you look at like, well, Denver actually is a good example, or Chicago, maybe even a more extreme example. The other way, his OPS rank is 11, but his runs scored is fifth. So he is like way outperforming what you would think. I mean, I usually I think OPS and runs scored should line up very closely. Whereas you're like massively underperforming. So again, I think that I think that supports your argument, which is to say that it's just a one-off or, you know, whatever. It's just a function of playing whatever it is, just a quarter of the schedule. And that over and time, that over those guys will uh, – or those stats will come more into line, right? So right. so, so I, think, I think that does augur well for the future.
0: Well, I, we're definitely underperforming. I, I think the question, though, you know, for us really to have a chance to make the playoffs and certainly to – you know, I don't even know if we have a chance to pin it anymore. But you know, I, we probably need to be in like the top three uh, as far as uh, run scored. So we're gonna have to get, we're gonna have to warm up.
1: I mean, you talked about going all in on offense with the Griffey move, but um, I mean that we're, we're kind of dancing around the elephant in the room here, which was arguably <laughs> the, the greatest, the you know, the the most significant trade in the whole offseason and maybe in several years, the C-Rob trade. Do you wanna? Yeah. You want to walk us through that? Like, th- was that another situation where Holthouse came to you and said, "Hey, I got this second baseman"? Uh, yeah,
0: I I think I reached out to him because he had posted just like, "Hey, you know, essentially everybody is uh, everybody's available." Uh, if I recall, you know, he was starting to because I don't think I would have even bothered to reach out about C Rob had he not posted because I just would have assumed I was wasting my time. But you know, he'd posted that he was starting to think about things. So I had to hit him up just to kind of see where we were at and, you know, basically the situation. So Tori was leaving, um, to my surprise, he didn't retire. He decided to, uh, uh, test free agency. But at any rate that cleared up like 10 or $11 million off of my salary cap. So I knew I had some money and I figured if I didn't get C Rob, you know, he was again, he was shopping a number of, of good players. So I was, I needed some power back for the middle of the order for sure. And so it was just kind of working through that, you know, pretty quickly I knew I was going to, I had planned to trade him my uh, number one pick last year, my number one pick this year coming, which we ended up doing, and uh, my number one pick the year before, which was uh, Fletcher, the, uh, uh, the good shortstop prospect. Um, And I felt like that was probably the deal I was, you know, willing to do maybe another something minor, but uh, uh, when push came down to shove, he wanted walk. And, you know, that was probably a little more than I felt comfortable doing, but at the same time, I'm like, well, you get a chance to get C Rob. I feel like I needed to go get him, and uh, I didn't want to not get C Rob because uh, I, uh, I I uh, kept walk. So at any rate, um, that was that. And so again, I, you know, I felt like we contended for the pennant last year. I felt like we could contend again. The biggest thing though, too, though, is I really wanted to keep some momentum up about my uh, again related to the to the understanding of the finances in the league my fan interest had gone up from it had been like low 60s for like forever like five I mean since we've been back for sure and I got it up into the mid mid to high 80s with all the with the uh, the trades and everything and so the fan interest was up uh, I actually got a increase in my salary cap again. Up, I'm finally into the 70s, and I really wanted to keep that momentum up and not keep have my uh, salary track uh, salary cap retract again. So, I really wanted to kind of build on that momentum. So, I definitely wanted to go and do something I thought that would let us compete and try to keep fans coming um, at least for a while. Um, so, anyway, that you know that was the long uh, well, long and short of it, but. Uh, once I know C-Rob was available, I really wanted to try to make that happen, uh, although I think I probably overpaid a bit. But
1: You gave up a lot uh, for C-Rob, but again, I think the deal with C-Rob is not only he's the best player in the league, he's only 33, he's got some years to go, and he was on a relatively cheap contract. He had a 5.6 Million, So basically, he's half the price of, of Tory and about eight years younger.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, uh, you know, when you get a chance to get arguably the top player or two in the league, I felt like it was worth uh, trying to do. Um, and I knew Walk would hurt, although I, I didn't know he was going to come out and uh, I think he's what, five and one or six and one now, and he beat us, and I think I'm playing him again this sim, he's probably going to beat me again, so that's annoying.
1: Yeah, Bob Walk is uh after the solid start, he's uh, six and two with a two point one seven ERA for Manhattan.
0: Yeah, so I could use that in the rotation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But dude, I mean when you make I don't I mean, it's ridiculous, so look, let's just agree. It's ridiculous to give four or five whatever you said, four first round picks for any any player, right? But you're talking about a guy who could easily Put up 10 more, right? I mean, there's, there's, there's nobody, there's very, extremely few players in the league who could put up 10 more, and they could do it while playing a premium position, right? So, so I feel like all, I, I've said this before, all I care about is winning the World Series. And so I feel like if you have a chance to get that kind of player, I mean, it's hard for me to say that it, it is justifiable to pay four first round picks for a guy, but I feel like it's probably justifiable to pay big four first round picks for this guy, you know. Yeah, well I in mean case case you, again, in case, it, in case, case it, you needed it, someone it, it, to make you feel better, right? I mean <laughs> You you got C Rob, so you're fine, right? I'd
0: feel better if he was hitting like twenty home runs already. But anyway I mean again, you know, I feel like I feel like we should be scoring runs. That's that's the that's the mystery. You know, everything else to me makes sense. My pitching is you know, it is what it is. Uh but I'm I'm surprised we're just not scoring runs. So if that doesn't come around, it's gonna be a long season.
1: I feel like CL Rob has a history of slow starts. Uh you know, I track the you know, the top ten leaderboard on the on the website. I partly do that. I don't even know how many people look at that, but I, I do that partly for my own benefit of keeping track of like who's going up, who's going down, you know, who some of the league leaders are. And I recall last year C Rob like He wasn't on any of the leaderboards for like the first half of the season, and then and then he he kind of picked it up and of course you know he ended up with forty four homers, one hundred seventeen RBIs, one point oh oh eight OPS. It was sixth straight OPS title, right? So, went nuts. So and I noticed that this year too, he has eight home runs um, at this point, but um, so he's just starting to appear on some of those leaderboards but again only 20 rbis in 38 games that's pretty pretty low for him but that might just be a matter of kind of like what was glenn was saying with the ops and the runs scored maybe you're just not getting the, the timely hits right maybe that, that's something that should again revert to the mean you'll start generating more runs
0: yeah we'll see i'm gonna try uh, the the experiment for this sim is uh i'm putting in uh i guess it's kusik is how you say it uh, at first uh he's a, a on base uh machine so i'm gonna put him on right in front of c rob and see if we can't get something going but i mean if you told me c rob would be third on my team in rbis i would be i would have been shocked
2: well imagine if he's going to end the season with 140 ribs and like 50 homers <laughs> that means he's going to do all that in the last three quarters of the year so you're going to be on fire, fire. right? so you are right you're right so you're
0: going to just take off well we'll see that's 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 what we that's what we need to have happen i mean that's that's <laughs> yeah. got to be the thing and Again, I'm just going to try to uh, load the bases in front of him and uh, let him keep, you know, hopefully come along. And then uh, Valentine and Ayaya are off to another good start. So if they can keep it up, then, you know, we should be able to at least get back into things if we don't uh, fall off the map.
2: And and Adam Cusick is good, too, because he improves your team defense. I mean, first base might be the least important defensive position, but you have a 10-rated player at any position that's beneficial so i think that helps as well
0: yeah the the problem I, right now is i have like three first basemen, so <laughs> i've got him i've got carew who i went out and got and then i've got uh upshaws finally starting to develop so we'll have to see how that goes
2: so but, dude so at some point we can't let you go without i'm um, talking about your draft history i don't know if you remember but we did that draft review pod maybe a year ago and like part of our discussion was about seattle's bad luck right because you had dicky Thon like completely bust you had dale murphy completely bust i mean there was i remember offering like, i think i might have offered like two firsts and things, right for dale murphy and he ended up being like you know whatever is he he's now like a four 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 yeah he's, right?
0: he's he's uh nothing great although he's Apparently getting some hits this last couple of sims, but yeah, that that one hurt because uh, I like Dale Murphy in real life, so
2: that was a, that's tough to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, me too, bro. But so, but what's odd is, uh, but what's interesting about your draft history is that your first rounders maybe they have flared out, and I think the analysis we did was like, well, you haven't been any more or worse unlucky than anybody else. That was what I think our work showed. But I have to say, your late round picks have been phenomenal. Like Ayala is a fourth round pick. Uh, Pat Zachary is a third round pick. Benel is a third round pick. Hurdle, who was good for me and I subsequently traded as a fourth rounder. Shelby, your fourth rounder from last year, has got a bunch of upgrades. He's like one of the best prospects in the league now. So, man, I don't know what you're doing, but let me know how to make your fourth round picks, bro. Because you are like, everybody you take in the fourth round turns out to be like an 8-8 eight eight stud or, or whatever. Well, you just
0: need to uh, draft 17 years and you, you, know, <laughs> you, you pick out a few. Uh, what's interesting, though, as far as I can recall, I don't think I've had anybody like, he's the, Shelby is the first one I've had that had these huge upgrades. So... It's really interesting. It's going to be interesting to to see him because I think even like, you know, all y'all and all those other guys, I think were guys that, you know, just fell because they were, you know, had potential, but it was so far away and and I could sit on him a while and see what happened. But he's the first one that was basically nothing. And he went from, I mean, he just sprung up to eight contact, eight power. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that's, that's I mean, that's incredible value if he. Grows into his
1: numbers, right? Yeah, I'm looking at Shelby's. Um, you know, on, the, on the, the scouting page, and they have that overall and potential chart. And his potential is just a straight. It's like a that's a, a line like a rocket. It's a straight <laughs> yeah. up. He went from one. His potential went for. He went from 1.5 stars to 5.0 like overnight. Yeah. It's like yeah. that's crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah that one's yeah. crazy. I, I haven't seen that before, so that that'll be really interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, but whatever yeah. you're doing, bro, you're killing it. I mean, I mean, or look at like I said, Zachary, right? I mean, Zachary is a starting pitcher for or was a starting pitcher for one of the best teams in the league, right? And he's still good. So I think he was a third or fourth round pick. So i whatever you're doing, your your value, your eye for value is like really really good.
1: Yeah. Also, Shelby, I'm looking at his uh, history. He was opening 81 he was number 98 prospect right so barely it only ranks the top 100 right so he just barely made up number 98 this year he's number eight so he went up 90 spots on the prospect list
2: <laughs> that's awesome yeah awesome. it's,
0: it's ama- that one's amazing I, I, that you know that's just one of those uh, weird uh game you know fluky things so that uh that would be uh nice because uh to answer one of your other questions yeah i i've got nothing in the pipeline everybody's in, in, on the big squad um, I got nothing coming except for Shelby I suppose someday maybe I called up uh, Sachs he was my only other uh, kind of prospect uh, of any note so I called him up uh, last sem, I think uh, he's like doing a you know part-time uh, middle infield work but uh, yeah I yeah I got nothing I got nothing coming so this is well, you, you, I mean you do have, 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 a, bunch have a bunch of guys
1: that are about, um, about. Um, that are Fairly young, like Dave Stewart, he was a uh, first round pick back in '78, and he's had some downgrades. But he's only 24, so he's got some time. And you got the catcher Ozzy Virgil, he's only 24, so he's got some time to develop. And you got Mel Hall, another left fielder. Um, he's only 20, so you're, you're planting some seeds there. Maybe, and, you know, maybe one of these guys will get some of the upgrades that Shelby got.
0: Great, yeah. I mean, I, I have some guys just kind of percolating along. We'll, we'll see what happens, but I don't have anybody that's like ready to come up and save the season.
2: If I have anybody that looks like they can save your season, well, let me know because I like Shelby and sacks. I, I think I hounded you for sacks all last year. Right? Yeah. So.
0: Well, I, uh, yeah. Well, that's. I had to get crew because I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't get you to give up the bull. <laughs> <laughs> there
2: you go. There you go. Well, maybe we revisit now with uh, Shelby and the mix, bro.
1: If, if Seattle's to make another playoff run this year, what players do you think that hinges on?
0: Yeah, so I think as we kind of talked about before, I mean, I need the hitters to come along. You know, I need C-Rob to be C-Rob, and I need Valentine and Yaya to have another season like they did last year. It really would not hurt my feelings uh, if Molitor uh, settled in a little bit as well. I mean, you know, I need all those guys to come along. But, but I think really to – you know be solid there i need some of the one of these um kind of uh, band-aid pitcher situations i have to uh to pan out so uh, candelaria looks like he's going to have another you know solid season wayne simpson's always solid would be be the case but with trading um montefusco and walk then i had to move robinson up to the three spot so i really need him to to have a good year which has not happened so far and then picked up um mcwilliams who i really thought was going to um start to emerge this year and he is he is not started off quickly so in fact i uh he was so bad the first few games i moved him to the bullpen where he's actually doing doing well so I may have to revisit him at some point but I picked up McWilliams and uh Butler I really need uh, one of those I need a third starting pitcher to emerge I think for us to really have a have a, have a chance assuming that the hitting comes along if the hitting doesn't come along we, we're going to stay in the bottom of the pack Yeah it doesn't matter
2: What what, what did you trade Montefusco for? Oh, I don't
0: remember it was to Tim Oh,
2: Victor Cruz! Victor it Cruz. 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 Yeah, yeah.
0: I needed yeah. a what what I'd hoped would be a shutdown closer, but um, also it's not because uh, the the problem uh, before was I had all good starting pitching, but my bullpen was terrible. So my thought was yep. Um, yep. to trade one of my starters for a again what I'd hoped would be a, a lockdown closer, but uh, Cruz has not been killing
1: it either. Yeah, you also got. Um, I sent. Uh, I sent you back Tom Griffin in that trade, uh, who who never worked out. I remember, Griffin was one of your top pitchers a few years ago, and I thought he would do well in Denver because he had a good. Uh, he was a ground ball pitcher, but he never he never developed. So yeah, you got Cruz, Griffin, and the first you got my first round pick, which then turned into Scott Fletcher, right? Which then turned into C Rob. So there you go. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, you. See,
0: well, there you go. Perfect. But yeah that was uh the, the the thought of that is i had extra starters and i needed a i needed a a, a real legitimate closer or a real legitimate presence in the bullpen uh because we were just getting killed in the bullpen and uh again Cruz has been average but uh yeah i still need a lockdown closer but i
2: don't know uh, I, yeah i'm not sure that's gonna happen okay so what about this question bro so so separate from your team, like look at the rest of the league. Like the whole league looks upside down, right? So what's your take on the rest of the league? We just said, oh, your team is—it's got to be—it's just—it's out of whack. Like you, your C Rob has to revert, right? It just has to be a stretch of bad luck. So how, how do you explain the whole league being upside down?
0: Yeah, I have no idea. The the L A thing is really really amazing because his team is really good. It'll be interesting to see if he blows it up. Uh, before they have a chance to rally, <laughs> but uh, no, I think I think L- LA, I still think L A. is going to win the division. I, I haven't I haven't given up on them.
1: Well, he's only he's only three games out in in the West, right? So that, that I mean, the West is so bad right now um, that the first place teams are. Twenty and nineteen, right? Only one game over five hundred. Uh, yeah, that's. I, just, I think that's. It's just a matter of time before LA. I mean, it could happen this next sim. He's only three games out. Like he could, he could be in first place like in ten days.
0: Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I mean, I'm still at the point where I'm hoping uh, that for us because I think the skin, despite the fact I'm absolutely terrible, I think I'm only like six games out. Or yeah,
1: six yeah, or seven. that's right, six games.
0: Yeah, but it's uh, Vase is always uh, funny because he always sounds like he's thirty games out. <laughs>
2: That's what he does. Yeah, that, that's his bit. Yeah, that's his shtick, I guess.
0: Well, he's like, oh man, he's really he's really getting tanked, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's three games out. So, <laughs> bad.
1: This, this sim was a complete disaster. And he's like nine and, nine and five.
2: Like, <laughs> I mean, not that good. I mean, he is under five hundred. It's five games under five hundred. Okay, but what about the East, bro? How do you figure out Brooklyn twenty eight and eleven? I mean, to me, that that's a, that's the shocker. You know, seven hundred win percent. I'm going to shock you more. I don't have any idea who even
0: plays in the, in the, uh, I don't even pay any attention. I know what's happening in the West. That's it. You know, I only have so much time. So I try to figure out what's happening in the West. I can keep up with that. And then like, I have, I, yeah, I literally have no idea what's going on in the other
1: division. Well, you, you knew enough to go after C-Rob though. Well, that was easy. Everybody knows C-Rob. No, I, I do keep up with, like, individual
0: players, and, uh, I mean, you know, th- of course, who's good and who's not, and uh, mm-hmm. trades and things, but, like, I couldn't tell you what's, like, Brooklyn's philosophy, what have they been trying
1: to accomplish? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't ask I Yeah, I don't know if Brooklyn knows that. Like, I, I think, like, stay tuned. That might be a future episode, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh... Uh, I, but you know, like in the West, I have a pretty good handle. Like, who's who's trying to, who's going up, who's coming down, who's trying to rebuild. You know, i feel like I have a good gestalt on like where everybody is. But
2: <laughs> so on you the have, other
0: side, for seventeen,
1: like I can like, look I at seventeens
2: 17. and that's it. Okay. Pretty, uh, pretty much, and that's yeah. Easy. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: you know, I'm. <laughs> so this is. <laughs> this is a good story so but like i have limited uh, uh capacity uh time wise is the biggest factor so like that's what happened uh as an accident i got uh Carew because uh i was in a hurry i was basically like at work uh i don't know i don't even remember how that came up i think i can't remember if i reached out. i think i did reach out to him and uh we were, you know, tossing things back and forth and I was like, Okay, you know, I'm like basically I'm in like in and out of room, I'm doing something, I'm dictating, I'm doing whatever. I pull up the uh, the game real quick to look and uh, you know, he's I see that he's signed for like six and a half million or whatever it is. But he signed this extension for like two two something, two and a half, two point eight, something something like that. And so I'm like, Oh, okay, so he's 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 coming in at two point eight million. You know, I just like to have Carew back, uh, even if he's not producing this, much because, uh, he's probably going to be, he's good. He's probably going to be my only hall of famer for <laughs> maybe forever anyway. And so I was like, oh yeah, perfect. I can use him at first. So, I you know, I didn't realize that he is making six and a half million this year. I thought it was switching to two and a half million or whatever. So, you know, oops.
2: <laughs> <laughs> back to that, back to that thing about it being a vaguely baseball related financial sin.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so paying six and a half million for him to be
1: my potentially my third first baseman.
2: Oh my god, dude, that is awesome. That is awesome. That's brilliant.
1: What are the other teams in the in the division that that you're kind of uh, you're kind of afraid of? We haven't talked about Atlanta at all. They're tied for first right now. Uh, Do you see them as kind of a flash in the pan? And you know what about Chicago, St. Louis, some of the other teams?
0: So I can't imagine that St. Louis continues to win. That would be the biggest upset in history, uh, I think, <laughs> barring any, any major moves by Glenn. They look terrible <laughs> to me.
2: Me too. Me too.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, you know, if he wins with that team, then I just need to quit because <laughs> they they look far away to me still. Um yeah. Atlanta yeah. is... I think a, a flash in the pan in that I, I don't, this is not their year. I, I just can't imagine that this is their year, and let, you know, barring any major moves. I, I, they've started off hot. I really like that team. I really like where he's going with it, but I can't imagine that um, even with the West being a mess, I can't imagine that he's able to hold hold on, but um, man, they I like that team. Barring any, you know, barring any weirdness from, um, uh, you know, if the power doesn't come back, I mean, the hitting doesn't come back for, for me or L.A. Uh, you know, I, really, I like the Colts. I've always liked the Colts. They're, like, uh, boring but a good team. They're good top to bottom, pitching, hitting, fielding. You know, they're very solid. I always like the Colts. I would never count them out. Uh, Denver, of course, has been off to a, a salty start. You know, I could see the uh, you guys hanging on, but I, you know, of the where people are at this point, I I don't see St. Louis continuing to compete. I think uh, Atlanta is a good team, but I, you know, I'll be surprised if they're able to hold on through the season. I like of the people up there. Uh, I still like uh, the Colts at the moment, and I like Atlanta maybe maybe next year. They're they're, they're definitely the team that I think is building in the right direction uh on the west side and uh i I really like that game plan one other thing i want to say why uh, is uh detroit man they're good for two reasons one i was looking at uh the run scored and i realized that i'm like 80 runs behind detroit already (laughs) but also um i i thought that what detroit has done was basically impossible because that was kind of my hope way back when was to do a again like a slow and steady rebuild get all these good young guys build up he's done that and is the impressive part is his cap solo as you guys yeah, touched on yeah. i think the last podcast it's just he it's amazing yeah he's done a really great job through the draft and building that team and then, uh, even though it's not working out i think i think vase has done the best had the best off season. Um, just really, man, he's rebuilt LA so fast from a complete, you know, he can basically completely turn that roster over uh a lot quicker than I thought he could.
2: Vase makes a lot of good trades,
0: bro. Yeah. High yeah. He's super training, active. Training. Yeah. That's that, that makes a difference. So uh, he, he's, he's, he's able to put in the time and, and get the results.
1: It, it almost doesn't even feel like a rebuild because he, he went from third, 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 second, right? So, uh, it was almost an instantaneous rebuild, if you look at kind of like the long term.
0: Yeah, it was definitely an instantaneous rebuild, which was what caught me off guard. Because, again, I thought when I went in last season and got Tory, again, I thought I had a couple of years with L.A. being, you know, more out of the picture. And, you know, we wanted it all last year instead. Oh, yeah. The other thing, like uh, Atlanta needs Matlack to be healthy, which I can't imagine is going to happen.
2: That's right.
0: Yeah, so I I can't I can't see Atlanta hanging on this year. Ne- next year maybe.
2: What do you do? What the do do season work Doesn't work out, Yeah,
0: I think I have to. Uh, whatever happens this season, I have to do the same thing again next season.
2: Nice.
0: And then uh, and, th- and then uh, it's maybe rebuild time if, if things don't go. But I you know I've got I've already traded all my picks for this year basically. Uh, I've, this is the team I've got. I'm got everybody coming back next season as well so uh, I think you know just some tweaks here and there my hitting is deep Uh, again it hasn't worked out this year but like I've got five good outfielders I've got you know a bunch of infielders that maybe can't field but can all hit you know and so we're going to be able to score I thought this year and again hopefully next year and then I'll try to band-aid something together on the pitching side but I mean, barring me just getting uh, agitated, which could happen. Uh, the, I, I suppose the other thing would be if, for some reason, it looks like I'm not able to re-sign C Rob, because he signed this year or next. So I may I may have to do something there. But assuming that I can work something together that keeps C Rob in the fold, uh, you know, I'd kind of the moves I made were to be competitive this year and next. So I think that's probably what'll where i'll be but i don't know i don't have a game plan past that well bro i mean, <clears throat> I mean i've
2: been I mean, i've been i've i've, I've made some, goofs, made some goofs, you know snow, and like, you know, and like but, but i have to say I'm, i really like your answer because process and philosophy are super important and it is a frigging statistical simulation so if you believe that what you did was right just because you get one bad outcome or one bad result that doesn't mean that what you did was wrong right so, try it again. Try it again. So, so, I, I, I if, if, think if you think, if you think, think what right. you did so, was right, so right. So, I think that was, a, think great that was a great answer, frankly. frankly. <laughs> Not that you needed me to tell you that, <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I really like I really what
0: you've done. So, again, yeah, I think, I think whatever happens, I got to write it out for at least the next season and a half, and we'll see. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, one of the things that was actually helpful about the uh, the season that. Never started or whatever. Uh, the, <laughs> that, that, that's like the only time I was ever good. I was like fourteen and two in that scene. But you know, it, it, you can just see like again how much like things can change with the small yep, sample size yep. in our, our real season. So it's interesting, but yeah, uh, I agree, hundred
2: percent, hundred Yeah, that's
0: that's yeah. kind of what I'm hoping is the topsy turviness of uh, of uh, the West so far, but. Again, if we don't start hitting, we're we're, we're not going anywhere. But the, the most annoying part will be if I end up in last place or next to last place, Manhattan's going to get another first or <laughs> second pick, which is oh, going to be really annoying.
2: <laughs> I didn't realize that. I didn't think about that. Oh, man. Well, we yeah, I know. That, that's yeah. yeah,
0: no, that's yeah. going to be on. the absolute Go worst on. part is that uh, he's going to get like a top two pick.
2: Oh, my God. Wow. I don't think so. Again, I, on the quality of your answer alone, bro, I'm in your corner. I mean, I, I really think like, I, I hope it works out. I, I'm sure, I'm sure C is going to come around. Like you don't have a 10 contact, a 10, power, 10 power and, and, produce, and, and 800 produce 800 OPS, OPS. Like, that, that just doesn't, it just doesn't compete. Yeah, yeah. it, yeah.
0: it, it, I mean, so the thing that's going to be interesting though, is like, uh, so then assuming that we can actually score runs. Then we'll see if we can win some games. Like right now, we can't even score the runs to see. So I need them to get going just to see if we – then I'll be able to figure out uh, how bad the pitching is. But, yeah, right now we're kind of like like middle of the road or slightly less than middle of the road pitching-wise. So I felt like that would be enough for me to win some games. But, again, we're just not scoring runs. Uh, like we said, we're in the what eighth or ninth or something. So we gotta got to get going.
1: Alright, I think we'll wrap it up there. I want to thank uh, Eric Clemens for coming on. Great to have another uh, guest on the podcast. We have a couple ideas in the hopper for future episodes, so definitely stay tuned for that.
2: Well, again, bro, again, I'm sorry. I've been just making goofs, right? So I, I really do love what you've done, and I think you're just, you know, it's great to have you in the league, bro. So
0: i had love no, that, no, that, no. That right. Yeah, that's the way I took it. I mean, somebody's got to be at the bottom. Might as well be me. <laughs>
2: Oh,
0: that, that you than Yeah, it's been a long a long road down here. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I wish you success,
1: bro. But again, thanks thanks for coming on, Eric. And uh, we'll, you know, we'll hope to have you on. Maybe we'll have you on at the end of the season. Maybe one of these times we'll do when you do a season preview or something. We can get like six or seven guys on at once. I don't know if that would be too chaotic or what, but that might be something to try just to see what's like. Just round table. Yeah, yeah, free, for all. Yeah. free Any, for all.
0: well, anytime, anytime it works out, I'm I'm happy to. But uh, uh, thanks for you know all the things you guys do. The podcast has really, really been great. So I think that just adds so much to the league. And I know it's a lot of extra work, but you guys do a really great job, and it's it's
1: really been awesome. Cool, appreciate yeah. that. All right, so that's it for the Circuit Clouds podcast. Until next time, here's to fake baseball.
2: So we big. So we big.